This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I'm sick with this, I'm sick with this. Since you went to the bottom, I just missed. My arms went down, didn't teach what I found. I didn't recognize you for this anymore. I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated. Hello, my sinners. It's been a couple weeks, but we are back. I am back with a brand new episode of the podcast, of the show, Lead Singer Syndrome. So nice to have you. I am recording this from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. We have a day off, and it's funny how much a week can do for just everything, you know, your psyche, uh, your health, because a week ago we had we had a lovely day off, and I was I was having a great time just hanging out, you know, doing the, what you do on a day off on tour, and then all of a sudden, like something hit me. It was like just it was crazy. I was like, whoa, something's wrong. Like something is not right, and was like immediately like didn't want to move, like was falling asleep where I was sitting, like I have to go to bed. And it was crazy. And I think I had the flu. Um, You know, to be honest, like when you're traveling and you're doing what I do and what lead singers do, this show's about, it's not easy to keep your health, you know, 100% all the time. And I, I, I get sick pretty often. I mean, once a tour is maybe a little bit Maybe a little bit of overestimation, but it's something like that. And uh, but I never got sick like this. It was like I'm lucky we had the day off because the next 24 hours was horrible. And luckily, I was able to get through the first show and a few of the other ones. But you know, it was time to <laughs> record this kind of intro and do you know edit the podcast and everything. And I was just in no way, shape, or form able to do that. So thank you for understanding that we had to take last week off, but here we are, and uh, I'm feeling much, much better. Very happy to say that I got through all those shows. I mean, you know, Silverstein, we've never canceled before. (laughs) It it has to be like you can't even get up there. So um, uh, luckily I got through the shows and and I did okay. But uh, thank you very much for your your understanding in that we uh, we had to switch some things around, but here I am now, and we got a great episode. I speak with Anthony DeMario of Capstan, a great new band, but a guy that's been slugging it out for years in various bands, whether we're talking about Detroit, whether we're talking about Florida, they, they've, they've just been all over the place, and it is so awesome to see an amazing band putting out great music, getting some recognition. Very, very excited for this week's episode. Before we jump into that, well, lots of things to discuss. The first one being the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. Now, I bring this up especially this week because I know someone listening to this was really mad about last week. They were so pissed. They were like, what do you mean I have to wait a whole week to hear the podcast? Shane delivers them like clockwork, and it's true. However, these things do happen, but we do have the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club option in which you get 
lots of bonus episodes, bonus content, interaction with other fans of the show, lots of stuff that you can do when you're waiting for that next episode. And uh, it, it really is good value too. And not only is it great value, but that money that you spend, your hard-earned money, that goes directly to the show helping us be able to do this for free every week. So without the almost 300 people now in the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club that pledge every single month, without you guys, we would not be able to keep this thing going, growing all the great guests. We've got some great ones coming up. It really does mean a lot. So if you could afford, like I said, as little as $6 a month, that's what gets you in to all the awesome extra stuff and of course, helping me out, head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And uh, that's it, really. Check it out. We're going to be revamping the merch store really soon. We're going to have some really nice new items. We, we got Centerfest 2.0 booked. Norfolk, Virginia, baby. We're going to have a great party there. I will be in attendance. Hopefully, I can bust out a little bit of a private acoustic set for the people. Uh, and it'll just be a good time, a good party. So, all the stuff we do as a part of the All Access Club. So check it out. Again, the link, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. And my band Silverstein, we are on tour, like I mentioned. We've got just a few more dates of this really, really great tour we've been doing, and it's been selling so well. Right now, we're in Western Canada, heading from uh, from uh, Saskatchewan all the way out to Vancouver. So if you're in Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, then we go down to Seattle, Portland, uh, Northern California. I think it's Berkeley we're playing. And then we finish off in Vegas with a little stint in San Diego, California. Beautiful places. If you are in any of those cities or can get to them and you miss the tour, it's really worth it to check this one out. We're playing our entire first record from start to finish. We've got great support bands in Hawthorne Heights, as cities burn, and of course, Capstan. And it is awesome. So check it out. Again, you can get your tickets at whenbrokenisearlyfixed.com or silversteedmusic.com. Whatever's easier, just you know, hit up the Google. It'll have you. Also a reminder, you can always get in touch. You can always email me. And 2019, like I said two weeks ago, is the year of the hate line. Now, I had a few hate line messages. I gotta say, they were kind of weak. But the hate line is open for you to give me a ring on the telephone and leave me a message of hate. Let me have it, okay? You, you got to blast me for being sick last week and not being able to get this podcast out. Like my life is that difficult, okay? Give it to me. 1-657-666-HATE is the phone number. I know you probably don't use that phone app all that much anymore, but it's really, it's right there. You just, you hit a button and then you can just say whatever you want to say to me. I will be rolling out clips soon, I hope. But again, the number, one 657 hate Call up that hate line. Well, I don't know. Let's just get into it, eh? Why not? With my conversation with Anthony DiMario of Capstan. Maybe I was
This is how we sound check. All right, cool. Dude, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm here with Anthony. It's me, DeMario. Sorry, <laughs> I, I had to do it. Anthony DeMario. It's a great name. Sounds Italian. Are you Italian? Yes, I'm Italian. Fully Italian? Um, no, I got some Polish in me, too. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. My mom's side, Zabinski, was their, her last name. There you so. go. Nice, yep. nice, nice. So I know I know the band Capstan, you know, which you're the front man for, uh, is from Florida, yes. but you're not from Florida. No, I was born and raised in uh, Downriver, Michigan. Downriver, so, Michigan, yep. yes. Which I know pretty well, actually, because I used to date a girl uh, that lived on Groziel. Right, which okay. a lot of even Michiganders, some don't even know what that is. Oh yeah, we used but to play, down river, you know. Yep, high school, we we'd play there. High school sometimes, and yeah. So you played sports? You mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. What sports did you play in high school? Um, I played basketball for most of uh, like all the junior varsity, and then I quit to play in bands after that. Oh yeah, but, yeah, that, and then like golf, tennis. And I was a, I'm an avid bowler too, but I never played for school. Look I just this. like bowling. So. Sporty man, I like this, <laughs> dude. I fucking love bowling. We had the bowling alley. It's weird because we're talking in New Jersey, right? And just on the last leg of this tour, we played at the bowling alley. Just it can't be too far from here, right? Asbury. And I didn't know you were such a bowling ripper. We should have had a little tournament. Yes, definitely. Um, I didn't have my baller shoes, so I'd have been oh, handicapped right there. Hey, but. Come on. <laughs> You, this guy needs the when you need all that stuff. I feel like uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, I grew up. I started bowling when I was five. My dad, grandpa were into it. So, I mean, it just like the balls are different. You know, they got the house balls don't have the weight in it, so it doesn't hook like like the normal ones. And that's kind of I grew up being oh, used that's, to that. Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, that's yeah. how that's how it works. Okay, because I always wondered how those guys on TV can can curve the ball so easily. Yep, it's weighted. And I never. Yeah, I, I can kind of curve the ball, but. So I got to get my own ball is what you're saying. Yeah, you should. And maybe not drink like five or six beers. Oh, while you can I'm still playing. do that. Okay, yeah, okay. I do that. Because that's, that's yeah. There's a sweet spot too. Like the first game's never that good. Then you have one or two. That's where I'm at my best bowling. Right, and then, then it after starts that, to go down. Yeah, then yeah. the wheels fall off. Absolutely. So yeah. So okay. So talk to me about your upbringing, I guess, and and you know this transition from that somehow you found your way in the uh, in the Sunshine State. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was in a bunch of bands. Uh, well, I grew up in, in Downriver, Michigan, and um, I played sports throughout high school, and uh, I s- met some people, and my cousin especially got started getting me into punk music. So I started going to Warp Tour with him. Um, I can't really remember the year. I was probably like 15, probably 15 years old, and he started taking me to go. We'd go see the casualties, the suicide oh, yeah. machines, and you know, it was super heavy punk. And right. one day he had like a mixtape and I, I found the starting line actually. Oh, and yeah. I, I heard, yeah. um, what was, I forget the name of the song, but it was off their, their first like EP or whatever. And it got me into a pop punk phase. So I started uh, playing music with some guys in Michigan, like pop punk band. I was a drummer actually. And we played for a long time. And then, uh, one day I decided like, Hey, this isn't working out. I need to go to school. So I decided to move to Florida to go to Full Sail. Oh, okay. And I met Harry down there. Right. So that's that's kind of how Capstan started, was we started as a recording project. Harry right, and, and it's interesting because Boz, your guitar player, is also from Michigan. Yes. Did you know him in Michigan? I did not, but he grew up listening to my bands that I played the drums for in Michigan. And Crazy. I did meet him at a show. Wow. So like, But I didn't like know him, and I actually lived around the block from his cousin in the same subdivision. That's so crazy. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. So, yeah, it seems like, you know, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 29. I'll be 30 29, this, yeah. 30 this year. So, for, you know, people know Capstan as a new band. Yep. But, you know, it's not often that bands come out and you have a mem- you know, member 29. I guess you're the oldest in the band. Yes. You know, yeah. but still, um, that's kind of a rarity, you know, yeah. for you guys to be basically this DIY, you know, band until recently. Congrats on the Fearless Records signing. Oh, thank you very much. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, I guess, you know, that, that at this, you know, time in your life, you're finally getting into, like, full-time touring and all that stuff. Right, yeah. How's that transitioning now? Because you're not a 20-year-old anymore. No, it's, uh, it's de- I've, you know, hurt my ankle a few times. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, no, come I'm on. just kidding. No, it's, <laughs> it's great, honestly. We, got it, we just upgraded our rig, so new van, new trailer. Um, and what we had before was so bad. Yeah, that like we forgot about all the little perks that we get with this one, so it's just like a brand new uh, spectrum on the road, and that's all we want to do, man. We love being on the road. So. That's that's terrific to hear, you know, because uh, sometimes it's tough, you know, yep. for for people yep. that aren't used to it. I think the younger you do it, maybe the easier it is because when you're an adult, and I I know you you know you post. Um, you know, pictures of your significant other. Right. You know, right. it seems like you're in a serious relationship and stuff. Yeah. So you're accustomed to that. And now it's like, okay, baby, well, <laughs> we signed this record deal and I'm like going to be gone for like between six and nine months like this year. Yeah. You know, probably. It's going to get harder before it gets easier. That's for sure. But she's super supportive. Yeah. And yeah, she understands what we're trying to do. So it's, it's she's been awesome. Yeah. And I, I guess like, I mean, I don't know if any of your other bands did, did any of your bands do much touring. Uh, we did a little bit um, in in Michigan, but not not too nothing full time, yeah, nothing like this. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's it's kind of cool though. Like, was there ever a point where you kind of just I don't know looked at your? I mean, age is nothing but a number, and and I don't you know think it's that important, and I want to harp on it. But was there a time when you're like, fuck, I'm like 27 years old. Oh, I'm yeah. in my late 20s like I'm not a little kid anymore like I got responsibilities maybe I need to hang up this whole music thing like I've given it my shot or have you just been determined this whole time um, I mean I've definitely thought that just because you see all your friends around you like having kids you know they're, right. they're in their careers but I've always been determined since since I was 12 years old I was like this is what I want to do yeah. and we just kept pushing and you know you, you make ends meet with the jobs you get you know you because you, you can't get a 9 to 5 job and be like hey sorry guys I'm leaving for a month you know I'll yeah. be back but um, yeah there's been plenty of times where we've all talked about it but the best part about it is we're all on the same page and we all were like look we're gonna if we're gonna put one foot forward we gotta bring the other one with it and it's we just you know we're gonna push for this and what's come out of it already has been has been incredible. Yeah, it's so. it's really really cool. Um, so there's stories about this, and I think it still exists. The legendary Capstan House. Oh yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So if you guys still do you guys live there? Do you guys just you have this place? We as did. your HQ. You did. Okay. Yeah, we had it where we all lived in the house. And uh, it, what started out is we were we were starting to play shows. We were trying to book bands that came through. Um, and I believe it was worthwhile and in her own words, I think, were the first two bands to the first two touring bands to play. 
but uh, we were just like, hey, uh, this venue's not going to work, so we can just bring it over to our place. And we just invited as many of our friends as, as we could to come over, and they just jammed in our living room. And from then on, it was like, hey, we can charge five bucks at the door, have people come through, and we'll start putting on shows. And I mean, cool. uh, even aside from shows, like any band that was on tour, if we went to the show, we were like, hey, if you guys need a place to crash, right. we got showers, you know, laundry, place to sleep. Right. So, so that probably contributed to your own band's, you know, success. Um, at least, essentially, with, I mean, you know, making some friends, some connections, yeah. and also, I mean, having a place you guys could put on your own show, right? For you know the local community. I mean, I don't know what the local scene is like. You know, specifically in Orlando, Florida, right. it's not terrible, but it's it's not it's not what like what I grew up in in like Down right, River, Michigan right. was insane. So yeah. Michigan was amazing yeah, back in those days. It. Some of those bands, that, I don't know if you remember, like For Dire Life's Sake. Oh, yeah. Or, yep. um, oh, jeez, man. There was so, Edison Clio was a great band. I forgot about uh, them. Rescue was a pretty cool band from there. And there was Fireworks, Fireworks. which ended up, they ended up getting actually pretty big for a while. Man, Search the before City I was Go was a band. I, I could go on yeah. and on about these bands, and everyone's <laughs> probably like, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. But, um, but there was really a great community, and and um, because I'm from Ontario, you know, there was a a kinship we had there too. Right, you know, right across the lake. <laughs> right, and now I live in Windsor. Right, so I'm right f- across from Down right River. There, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I'm I'm like, what what part of Down River were you from specifically? Uh, Southgate. Southgate. Yeah. yeah. So I'm probably like a 20 minute drive now. There was the iconic venue up. right around the block from my house, the Modern Exchange. It was like a huge right. DIY spot. Absolutely. So. Very, very cool. So, you know, you guys signed to Fearless Records, which is a big deal. Uh, You know, I think, you know, signing to any label, especially like a big national label, is a big deal. But I think Fearless is one of the top labels, if not the top label, you know, head and shoulders above everybody really at this point. How did that come about? It kind of came out of left field, honestly. We were um, we were talking to a few, and it was you know taking some time, and they were coming out to the shows, and we'd have a phone so call. You'd, so you'd made a demo, basically, because your your sound changed. Yes, it, it, right? it did. You went from being kind of a straight up pop punk band, for like lack of a better term, right, to something a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more of a post hardcore influence. Did you guys kind of feel like you found that stride and then you made a demo or what, what was the story there? Well, we actually, um, we decided, we wrote, we were writing Cultural Divide uh, when Joe and Boz actually switched instruments because Boz was originally on guitar and Joe was playing bass and they were both oh, right, better right, right. At, at each other's instruments. So they hopped, they switched and the writing just got a lot different. So we started, um, we just decided, hey, we're going to go and professionally record this and we took the money out of our own pockets and we drove up to uh, to Crown Point and recorded with Seth and put out Cultural Divide and then we went back with uh, we actually talked with Michael Kaminsky and he put us on Adventure Cat for um, for In the Wake of Our Discord so we had those two out and as we were touring you know we started talking to some labels and then out of nowhere Fearless came through Andrew Cram too had a lot had a lot to do with mm-hmm. it He's, he talked with a lot of people but um they came through, and as soon as we talked to Andy on the phone, we knew like we just it just clicked. Yeah, and awesome. you know we and worked things out from there. So. Awesome. What was the conversation like? What, what, 
between it? Was it like, we want to sign you, we want to put out your albums? Are you guys comfortable with being a full-time touring band? Were they Were they like not really sure where you guys were at? No, they, they just kind of wanted to feel out what our intentions were yeah. and where we wanted to go with this. And we told them, you know, we're, we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. We want to do this. And... Um, Basically, was just you know saying okay, well we're they're basically like an artist development uh, rather than like a label feel because they're 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 smaller. Um, but I mean, he he was just the main thing was creative control. He said, you know, we respect what you guys are trying to do, so you know you go ahead and do that, and we'll we'll develop you as artists from there. But but you maintain creative control, so we can write how we want to write, and that that was a major one for us. No, absolutely, and and I think. I think most labels these days that's they, they are like that. That's that's yeah. how it is, yeah. And it's always so funny to me when like when our when Silverstein when we signed to Rise Records and Rise Records had you see a, a reputation of like bands sounding a certain way. Right. You know, like there was that, that YouTube video, how to get signed to Rise Records. <laughs> oh yes, that's you know, that, like ridiculous, um another breakdown, you know <laughs> or whatever however it goes. But um <laughs> but when you know, we signed, everyone's like, oh, great. You know, Rise Records is going to change them and make them sound like exactly like the Devil's uh, Prada yeah. or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> people really believe that happens. Like, yeah, I mean, we I was just saying it. <laughs> we literally went into the studio, made the record however we wanted, and we handed it to Rise Records and they put it out. There was yeah. no conversation, right. which I assume, I mean, happens i mean maybe with a band on their first record maybe the label will just kind of try to help out with right some ideas or be like oh this is like this song is like really cool you know but um have you guys recorded anything yet we we just did the one single that we put out right before actually right before we we left for the first leg of this um but as soon as this leg is over we're going to be heading back to the studio to record the so you, so you went into the studio and you just recorded one song yeah yeah we just put out the single isn't that a cool experience yeah it was great it was like really just, great just being able to focus completely on one, one thing. song yeah and it was it was in and out and um we recorded with andrew wade and he, he oh yeah he brought out some right, of the best takes Florida. yeah some of the best takes without me even knowing it so you know when I heard that some of them, I was just like, "Holy crap!" I'm like I didn't even realize I that I sounded that well. Like you know, cool. So. Well, uh, that's that's the mark of a great producer. Yeah. So, so when you go in for one song, and we've done it before too, how much time did you spend? I think or we need. Were, I think we were there for what was it four days? I think four days. But I mean, it was right in our backyard, so we could go home. Yeah. But uh, we went in the first day, and we we went through the song. And uh, like the demo we had And he was just kind of like Okay I think we could change this here And Mm -hmm. just get a feel for it And then I think it took us Three or four days to track all of it So and then that was it Very cool Yeah in and out Yeah that's awesome So with this this big signing Are you guys going to still run your own merch store? Yeah we're trying to Because I love the picture you posted Just the other day Well I guess it was the other week But of just this, I don't even know where it was because you couldn't see the floor. Just of packages and packages. You guys oh, yeah. did like a like a closeout sale or whatever. Yeah, we had a ton of old merch, um, and we were just like, you know what? It's all just sitting in a trailer at at the Capstan Command. We call it. It's yeah. like Harry's house. Okay, uh, Harry and Jen's place. But uh, and we we're like, we just got to get rid of this. So we ran the sale, and I actually packed every single order myself. 
and printed every single label and put it. Put the other guys single, didn't help you. No, but at one point they were all like, "Yeah, we'll help, we'll help." And then, it, and then it was just like, you know what, guys, I got it from here. I already got a system. Like, don't even worry about it. So, do you do you, uh, do you write little notes for the fans? And I used to, but because we only had such <laughs> a short amount of now. time, I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, I used but, to write it on the back of um, the back of the package. Yeah, so I used to put the thing on it on the back. I'd just be like, and and what was funny was. Nowadays, I nowadays I feel like people, even younger people, have like their own credit card or they buy like a prepaid card or something. Yeah, because so much stuff is like e-commerce. Yep. But back when we started, it was usually people using like you know their mom's credit cards right. or whatever to order like our merch. <laughs> so it would be funny when I'd write on the back of a package like like. Thanks a lot, Gladys. You rock. Like <laughs> yeah. fully noticed, knowing that not, there's no way her. that kid's name is Gladys. <laughs> but but uh, but I, I I love that so much, and I think that's good. You know, I, I think you guys being older and being at an age where, you, and you've done it for for quite a while. I mean, maybe Capstan's not that an old a band, but with all your other projects, right? Uh, that you guys are able to be. You know, um, conscious of okay, this is where we need to like be super professional and like we need a booking agent maybe, but do we really need like you know to hire a whole merch company full service? Exactly. When we've been doing it ourselves for so long. I think I think the plan in the future, once we get rid of the rest of the old merch, is we'll start doing the pre-orders and then right. we'll order to to the amount of people that want it we'll have it shipped to us and then I'll pack and do the orders that way so that way we're not just sitting on a bunch of merch you know that we don't sell but I, mean, I, I like doing that's it that's the smart way to do it yeah. I like doing it myself too so it just adds that personal touch and it's a little bit of work that I get to do other than just the performing and loading and all that so no absolutely yeah. I mean it's also I don't know there's like a sort of a cool thing that happens when you when you like just look down at the floor of all the orders you packed and you're like whoa man people like yeah people some, like me something's going <laughs> it, right it feels <laughs> yeah it's a good it's a really really good feeling that's, that's that's awesome man um so i want to talk about your sound again okay and um oh and when you guys started was it like was there was there a conversation about how your band was going to sound? Like we want to be a pop punk band, or was it like we're just getting in a room to start a band? Uh, it was well, actually, it started with Harry and I as a recording project, and he just had some music, so we started. Uh, we just started putting it together, him and I. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I was just like, "Hey, you got lyrics? Let me try some vocals," because I was playing the drums at that point. Right. So I just hopped into the uh, into the closet and we we recorded vocals and he was like, "Hey, I know a drummer. We're gonna we're gonna uh, have him come in. You should just sing." And I was like, "Okay, we'll do that." So you so you'd say you're not a lead singer? No, I, I mean now <laughs> I would. Now you're yeah. But then it's, it was, but it's funny because every singer that I've had, I mean, what are you in 162 or whatever? Yeah. I would say like 90 percent. Our other, inst- you know, play other instruments first. Yeah, found their their way into this like kind of you know just randomly the back way. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. So what came out from that was we we did like a f- one little EP that had and we we were like yeah we need to add some screams to this because we just I just thought it was cool you know mm-hmm. I liked that music post hardcore has always been one of my favorite genres um, and we started doing that and then as soon as the switch 
happened with uh, Joe and Boz because uh, seasonal depression was super pop punk with like a little yeah. bit of aggressiveness to it. Um, Joe and his background in, in metal and Scott too. Scott's like a metal drummer at heart. Um, they kind of put their twist on it, and it just just happened, and it still stayed remained catchy enough in my in our opinion to uh, to push it as as a project in the post hardcore realm. Absolutely. Like, we're just trying to do something new. We want to create, like, something a little new. We like to genre mash and right. try and keep it as cohesive as possible. No, I think, but, you, I think you're doing an absolutely great job. But yeah, man. it wasn't really discussed that, hey, we want to want to be this this type of genre or anything like that. We just kind of, with our musical influences of what we listen to and past bands and things, I think it just kind of came together the way it is. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. If you're in tech... You've been there before, feeling the pain of hiring a freelancer or new employee for designer development only to find out months later that it's not a fit. And those types of mistakes aren't cheap. Instead, Mutual Mobile, a digital technology consultancy, uses the process it's developed over the past 10 years, delivering over 600 client projects to ensure your fast and beautiful mobile or web app is finished on time and within budget. Mutual Mobile has built apps for numerous companies that have been acquired, such as Eero, acquired by Amazon, FlexDrive, acquired by Lyft, and MapMyFitness, acquired by Under Armour. You get a dedicated team to help you with your tech project from start to finish, from ideation to product shipment to maintenance and everywhere in between. Mutual Mobile designs and builds beautiful mobile and web apps that increase the value of your business. If you have design or development needs, schedule a free 30-minute consultation at mutualmobile.link slash LSS to get started. That's M-U-T-U-A-L-M-O-B-I-L-E dot L-I-N-K slash L-S-S to get started with your free consultation today. I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit, and then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B U Y R A Y C O N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buy Raycon.com slash LSS. So, this tour, I guess, we, we're on right now, it'd be cool to talk about. So, you know, you're kind of the young 
bucks. Yeah. You know, I know you're 29, but, um, you know, you guys are the brand new band, whereas As Cities Burn has been around maybe as longer, longer than Silverstein and Hawthorne <laughs> Heights, almost the same. How's that dynamic been for you guys? And especially with some of the fans, some of the fans are younger, but some of the fans coming out being, you know, Little. in their late 30s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, has, has it been a good response? Yes, it has, honestly. Um, it's cool, too, because a lot of these people are seeing us for the first time. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to make it a, a good impression, you know, and, and uh, we've had a lot of people come up to us after the shows and say, hey, first time I've ever heard you guys, you guys rip, I love it, and, and we've made a lot of new fans, new friends, and even the bands, too, with the dynamic, like, it is, it's, there is a gap, you can feel it, but it's, I mean, everybody's really cool, like, they're all awesome, we have good conversations, and... But you guys just, haven't done that many full, you know, U.S. tours no, yet, have no, you? No, we haven't. I think this Like, Warp Tour was one, obviously. Right, we only you did, did the half. Whole- you only, only did half, half. Okay, Nashville okay. to the end. Um, we did our first one was was uh, what twenty sixteen I believe, and then we did Idola was the last tour we did was in February of last year. So that was our second. So this is our third full U.S. I believe. Yep, yeah. third. So only our third, but it's yeah. it, This is a this is a big one too. So yeah, you know, you guys don't come off like that, and that maybe it's, maybe it's your, your maturity, but you guys come off like. Very seasoned veterans yeah. uh, to all this. Well, so, that's good. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. It is good. What's been um, What's been your favorite moment uh, so far of this of this tour? If you have a p- favorite show or yeah, favorite show, Anaheim, California. Yeah, House of Blues. That was that was, was pretty incredible. One. That the masquerade was pretty amazing too. But it, it's cool when the lights turn on and I just see myself standing for all of these people. You know, it's like, wow. Like we're here, here we are, guys. Like, got to step up, you know. I don't know. So, that's awesome, and and I got to give you a big shout out too for helping out with vocals. I was gonna say that's a huge moment uh, for me, man. I, it's I cool. enjoy it every night. It's so. sounding, yeah, and it's sounding great. It's sounding, you know, better all the time too. And like, yeah, just coming out and fully screaming. Yeah. Um. You know, you just came out the first day, and you've been there like clockwork. Oh yeah. You haven't missed a beat, which Dude, is I love which has it. been really it's, cool. It's a it's an awesome experience for for me too, because I mean, I grew up listening to you guys and that album specifically. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it, it's like a it's a pretty cool thing for me. So I it's, appreciate it, and I have yeah, fun. I have fun with it. It's good. That's no, that's that's awesome, man. I love that. Um, shit, dude, we're flying through this, man. <laughs> I am like, I'm like running out of questions. Um, I have a fan question. Yeah. This comes from Markham King. Uh, I noticed some of the songs seem to come off as anti-religious. What is the reason behind some of these lyrics? And can you go into detail about how those feelings came about? Okay, well... Well, he's got a follow-up question, oh, okay. too. Maybe it ties in, so I'll ask okay. it. And exactly what is Death of an Illusion about? Lyrically, I feel like it describes my life. I was on medicine for a short time and stopped because I felt like they weren't helping as much as me just being surrounded by friends and family. Very stoked for this podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Markham King. Okay, well, um, I wouldn't say that we're anti-religious. We just... Um, we just kind of have our way of, of going about things as like, this is life, this is what it is, and you take it or leave it for that. Um, it doesn't really, like, um, we're, not, we're not saying, like, anti I mean, I grew up Catholic. I went to a Catholic school, like half of us did in the band. It's just, uh, when you get to a certain age, we start to realize and see things a little bit differently. Um, me, personally, just looking at, at uh, 
at like organized religion it's you know for some people and it's for not and um that is that's pretty much it we just don't want we want people to make their own decisions essentially like open their eyes that's it and i'm not saying that it's it's not real it's not true or if it if it is you know I, i who am i to say but um, a lot of our lyrics are just based upon opening your eyes and society likes to push you in a direction like grow up, get married, have kids, get a right, job, go right. on, you know, and that's more about what we're what we're we're trying to, to show tell people is like you, you don't can be twenty nine yes. and get signed to Fearless Records for the for your first big band. Yes, exactly. It's never too late. That's right. And uh, Death of an Illusion was written, um, one of the members uh, was on prescription medication for, you know, um, anxiety, depression, wow, so, things. so Mark and King so. sounds like he nailed it. Right, and, and it was just basically like, you know, um, I don't need this anymore, like, you know, uh, ADD and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. And it was just like, these pills that I'm on are, are giving me, you know, they're making me feel like a zombie and... And it just it, it wasn't a healthy road, and you know when we all met each other, it kind of it kind of helped pull him out of that. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he did hit it right on the head. That's great. So, what's your um, approach to to lyrics? Um, we are a collective lyric writing. You all write. Yes, we all write. Interesting. Together. Yep. Um, some more than others. Uh, to be honest, I I am in a back seat for the writing. To be honest, a lot of it. Wow. Yeah, I don't write a lot of the lyrics. I like to write the melodies. So what we do yeah. is we basically find the meter and, you know, how it's going to be laid out. And I just go So in find the meter, what do you mean by that exactly? Just to make sure that, like, with the, like, metronome, that, that it fits. Like the tempo? To, yeah, like where it's going to be at for the s- specific part. So, like, kind of the rhythm of the vocals? Yeah, rhythm of the vocals. And then um, I'll, we'll just start messing around and I'll just start going through different melodies. And, hey, I like this melody, but this should be a harmony and in the back. Like, like we really like right. to do that. So we're, we're de- we demo as we write. So, like, we'll write some lyrics, and then we'll sit down, and we'll listen to the song that we have written musically, and we're just like, okay, I think these lyrics will fit in this part, and what do you guys think about what it's saying? And we all kind of collectively produce it. Interesting. So, yeah. That's very rare, I think. Yeah. We, we have an interesting way of writing our music, so. Yeah, that's funny. All I can think of right now is, have you seen the Metallica movie? I don't think um, so. It's, well... You have to see it, okay? Because it's the greatest thing like ever. And um, there's there's a part in in the in it where um, basically like all of the weight has been resting on James Hetfield like the entire career. You know, he's always been the lyric lyricist, right? And he's like going through like I don't know if it's re like rehab or whatever, but basically they're all trying to like lighten the load for him. <laughs> this this part, and there's this this they write. I don't know. They're all sitting around with their like notebooks in different corners of the studio and writing, and it's just so like facepalm. Like it's oh, so yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and my it's probably one of the best parts of the movie too is when you know they're all there and they're sitting in silence, and Kirk Hammett goes, um, "I got this. I got this line. My lifestyle." determines my death style <laughs> and everyone's like yeah 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 that's good we're definitely going to use it and then they cut to Hetfield going my lifestyle determines my death style my lifestyle so for some reason that's oh all I can God. all I can picture um, yeah. when I think of this but I, I'm sure it's a little bit more um, yeah, we just stimulating than that 
Yeah, well, we'll all write, you know, lyrics on our own, you know, through your phone, and, and we all listen <laughs> to the demos constantly, and we're just like, okay, I like these here, and then you bring it to the table, and someone's just like, I don't like those, and, you know, then you end up in a little quarrel, and then eventually we figure it out, but... <laughs> <laughs> Of course, of course. And that's called some kind of monster for people that need... <laughs> you need to see this. Even if you don't like Metallica, it's just the best because the biggest band in the world has the same problems as the smallest band right. in the world. And it's exactly. Just, it's, it's, it's too perfect, man. Um, yeah, dude, geez, what else? Help me out. I'm, I'm like... Have you been enjoying the tour? I have been enjoying the tour. Thanks for asking, yeah. Anthony. Yes. It's... Uh, it's been pretty good. I'm I'm feeling a little raspy today. You know, um, I felt like the first leg we had a decent amount of days off and stuff. Yeah. But this one, like, right out of the gate, it's like five in a row. And Yeah, I lost here my voice are. yesterday, actually. Did you really? Yeah, overnight. So I was uh, sound check yesterday. I was up there, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I have no scream. I have no voice. And I just pushed through. I did the guest spot, and I, I was like, I don't know you if sounded it sounds great yesterday. Good. Yeah. And it was like... It like was, maybe the best you sounded. It was crazy. Yeah. Like yesterday, when I don't know if you... Um, when you were walking away, yeah. like usually I just say like "thanks, buddy," and yeah. kind of head off. I was like, "Don't leave me!" Because yeah. like, you <laughs> you sounded amazing yesterday. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'll tell you though, man. Like people talk about their their vocal concoctions and whether it's the um, the berry tea or gummy bear tea or the or like people drink fucking bourbon or <laughs> just water or honey and lemon, whatever. Right. I'll tell you, man. Adrenaline. That's a hell you, of a drink, you know? It is insane. It, it's, like, it's really crazy. I, I mean, uh, there was a couple days where I wasn't feeling so well on the first leg, and you get up to the, you know, I get up to the stage, and as soon as we hear that, that uh, the sample come on for the start of the set, it's just like this wave comes over yeah. you. And I'm out there, and it just, like, it, it will literally pull you through if you feel like it's the worst. Adrenaline is, like, insane. I know. It's like a robot yeah. turning on sometimes, yeah. you know, and you don't even know where it's coming from. Yeah, and then I'm like, I finished the set, I'm like, oh my god, did I even sing the right lyrics? Like, I, did I just black out up there what happened right, you know? right. it's like it's over like that so. yeah no it's that's so true and yeah yeah it's it's crazy how you'll you'll before the set you'll be talking to your your bandmates being like yeah man, i hope this goes okay <laughs> then you sing perfectly yeah then you walk off the stage and you're like oh, it, was, it was pretty good actually yeah. you're like what what, what? that what was yesterday happened? yesterday yeah, for me, that's, so. that's one of the weirdest things but no but the tour's been really really very good f for us and i feel like all the bands have been enjoying it which yeah. is which is lovely. It's been know? great. And, and it's been an awesome time for us. And the second leg, we were happy. Um, not only we were able to add a second leg, which is pretty rare, but even rarer is that all the bands were like, "Yeah, same. Let's yeah, go." Same like, bands as the first. I, I think everybody it. was planning on taking January off because. Um, January is nice to have off because it's, it's really cold. bad to be on the road. Yeah. yeah, we're about to take you to Western Canada. I'm, I'm ready. So sorry. Hey, I'm ready. Uh, you're ready. The other yeah. Floridians in your band might not be. <laughs> That's right. Um, one of your dudes was like freaking out um, yeah. when you guys were figuring out how to get from like from Quebec to Maine? Oh yeah, that's which Boz. road to take? Boz, yeah. And no, it wasn't even. It wasn't Boz. Oh, was it was it? no. Um, I don't remember who it was. He's usually worried was, about the weather the most. Which oh, okay. Because I, I was talking, I was kind of talking to Boz in the other room, which is why I know it wasn't Boz. Oh, okay. But yeah, somebody you know in your camp was like, was like the elevation is this, and if we take this road, and oh yeah, they I'm get like, down to you it. guys are considering elevation for which road <laughs> to take. This is you guys are next level. Yeah. 
but it is going to be a shit a shit drive and and drives in and some bad weather and we're sorry. We were just wondering if we need to get chains for the tires. I mean, we never got chains on on our van, but we were also like really really dumb <laughs> and like complete idiots. And I mean, our first van. I know you said your old van was really shitty. Our first van. Well, it was like purple, first of all. <laughs> nothing wrong with purple van. No, nothing wrong with but, that. But uh, the not only did the air conditioning not work, but the heat was permanently stuck on. Oh, God. And there was this, because it was older. It was it was a 96, which actually at the time, because we were touring in like 2003, it wasn't that old. Right, right. But it was shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. It was, yeah. it was like really high mileage, and it, it had been, you know, Rode hard and put away wet that thing, and the there was a block heater that was how it worked. Oh wow! In the back, it wasn't they they didn't blow out of right. It just it just like, got warm. It just from there that was one just source. a yes, yeah. And it would get so hot even in the middle of the summer because it was stuck on. <laughs> oh my god! That our merch guy at the time literally made a grilled cheese sandwich on top of it. <laughs> That's how hot it got. That's crazy. Like if you were just like sitting, you touch you know, it or something? yeah. Like if you accidentally like move and you're like leg touching, you'd be like, "Oh ah. fuck!" It'd like literally burn you. So it was, uh, yeah. So our our van was 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 bad. So yeah, but I don't know chains. I, it can't be a bad idea. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I don't know. We probably won't end up getting them to be honest. But uh, yeah. We're ready. I'm ready yeah. for it. I'll see what it's like. Have it's you been probably, out there before? No, it's your first no. time. Yep. I, ho- I really yeah. hope we get. They have these these um, like winds that come through. I think they call them Chinooks. Okay. My Western Canadian listeners will know if that's <laughs> correct or not. And it's just like these super warm ass winds that come through, and then it's like beautiful. Yeah. For like a week. That's and cool. And then all of a sudden it's minus forty. Oh wow! So it depends, kind of, which week you're there. Where you're, yeah, where you're at. I mean, we just escaped Quebec City. They were talking about like negative numbers for a while. Like we, oh, we yeah. hit it like thir- it was like thirty there, and then there were like a couple days. It's going to drop. So. Right. Well, you got to remember too that that they could be. They're probably talking in Celsius. Oh yeah, yeah. So when Absolutely. somebody, someone's like, like, I'll do it all the time. I'll be like, Oh yeah, it's like it was like minus ten. People are like, Holy oh, shit, yeah, it's so minus cold. ten. Yeah, like, well, yeah, no. Celsius. Yeah. It's still cold. It's like probably like that's probably like twenty. But yeah. you know, it's it's weird. The scales are fucked, and then minus forty Fahrenheit and minus forty Celsius are the same. Go figure. That's. R- Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's really confusing. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's gonna get down. It's gonna get down to minus forty, uh, probably minus thirty. You know, you just don't we're go probably outside. gonna see it. Just Winnipeg don't go outside. or Edmonton are, are, are pretty bad. Yeah, man. You you spit. You just spit and it bounces. That's crazy. Hey, that's something cool to see though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever. Whatever you enjoy. Well, dude, geez, we flew flying through this shit. Yeah. What um, what else you got to say to the people? There's, and what's 2019 going to bring for you guys? Twenty nineteen. Talk about it yet? Um, we're uh, we're hoping to do some more touring. Uh, this the rest of the year we're looking. We're probably doing something in the summer and and continue on through the fall. And um, when we get back from this leg, we're going to record our full length. So hopefully that'll be out sometime around the later this year. Have you written it yet? Yes. Yes. It's we, done. Um, it's not complete. We have a lot of lyric placement we still need to do, but all the music is pretty much finished. Yeah. So, uh, we, and we have a good chunk of the songs that you know we just have some parts that we still need to place in. But well, that's cool the way you write because I guess you don't feel as much stress and pressure as a singer 
that like the music's done and now okay Anthony Crap, what do you got for us exactly everybody make it equally collective. holding that weight that's yep. pretty cool yeah we like that and we all kind of know our we know our place in the band and what we do not only writing not only instruments but you know social media you know right. um, uh, fixing the van like we got mechanics like we all have our own place and we know where it's at and we kind of come together as like one like piece they, all the other guys like to say like Megazord like Power Rangers right, we're like right, one right. big Megazord now so uh, but yeah that's very cool so it is so nice. do you have any idea when the record is is gonna come out um, I'm I'm assuming late this year so okay. probably I would say the fall I, I would just assume I don't really yep. know exactly but we're gonna be recording about a month after we get back so and are you planning on hitting the road before the record comes out are you guys gonna chill for a bit yeah or? we we'd like to yeah we don't we don't have anything set in stone just yet but we're we're looking to tour and so. have you guys done anything international yet um, not yet, just just uh, Canada. <laughs> so are you, are you looking forward to that? That yeah. could be really cool. Go to be overseas, awesome. yeah, we'd Australia, love to. stuff like that. Yeah, Absolutely, yep, we're waiting, man. we're ready. Well, it's very, very cool to speak with you, and and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Yeah, thanks. It. And um, I guess we'll play the new single for the people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Introduce it. Tell them what it's called. Let's rip this it. This is uh, the new single that we put out on Fearless Records, and it's called Stars Before the Sun. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next time. This condition persists. I feel the weight of the top from the top of my skull. From the back of my spine. It never ceases to remind. I'm in dire need of a break of mine. No lack of hope. Resonating. I feel trapped by the pressure. I'm forced by Uncertain future.
There is new music from Capstan, and I am very proud of those boys for signing to a great label in Fearless Records, and the world is their oyster, I must say. They they expect some very, very big things from this band, because they are the real deal, talented, great songs, and just some of the best people and nicest guys you'll ever meet. So, when they come around in 2019, make sure... You check them out, and I know they're not going to stop. Uh, they've just—they've got so much—they got so much to give. So it really, really is an amazing thing. I want to thank all my sinners worldwide for being a part of this thing, and I want to thank you for just checking out this episode. Whether it's this one, whether it's been a handful, whether it's been all 161, 62, whatever we're at episodes. Your support is really, really amazing. If you like the show, please feel free to go on iTunes, write a review, preferably five stars. Hit me up. Send me an email. uh, Follow me on social media. If you're not so happy, we have the hate line option. Please give me a call on there. The number is in the intro. And other than that, I just hope that, you know, whatever you're doing in 2019 is productive you're making waves, you're doing what you want to do, you're getting out of those negative situations and into positive ones, because that's, I think, my friends, what we all need to be doing. My name is Shane. Thank you so much for being here, for listening, and I will definitely see you next week with a great episode. I'm feeling terrific. The sickness is gone, a little bit of a lingering cough, nothing I can't handle, And I'm very excited for having literally three months off after this tour where I'm going to go in full podcast mode and I'm going to be delivering all kinds of bonus content on the All Access Club and of course some amazing episodes. So make sure you're subscribed, hit that subscribe button and I will see you next week. Peace and love and all the best.